Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with a promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast, sponsored by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. I'm John Siegley, joined by Don Callahan, doing our weekly UNC football recruiting pod. So, Don, there's not a whole lot of actual news on the recruiting front. Uh, UNC does have its home opener this weekend. So I guess as as long as the weather permits, um, you know, inside Carolina should have a list of guys who are going to be there for that game. But that should be coming out later on in the week, right? Yeah, it depends on the week and what sort of um, turnout we're going to we're expecting to have. Uh, usually we post like a preliminary list if we have enough to kind of post earlier in the week. And then we have a more, I guess, uh, I don't want to say finalized because it's an official list and it's, you know, it's not something that we get from UNC at all. So, but usually close to like a Thursday or Friday, we have a more finalized list, quote unquote, um, heading into that. But as you alluded to, the weather is, is going to play a factor in this, uh, whether the game is played or not. And uh, it, it kind of puts yet another damper on, on a season that uh, has had plenty of dampers so far. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, if, if you take away the weather completely, which we, we can't do, um, North Carolina is actually anticipating a pretty, um, pretty packed house for Saturday with with a lot of commits and some uh, some, you know, high high uh, targets. Uh, but uh, as I as I mentioned, you know, that's that's going to be affected by by the weather well and we'll see what happens with that so in in lieu of of that i wanted to kind of pick your brain though don as you mentioned this season has not gone at all the way that unc fans expected it um and especially not the way that the unc coaches or players wanted this to happen this is come this podcast is coming off the heels of uh that embarrassing loss to ecu over the weekend And, you know, I think that there is a lot of um, justifiable people of justifiable reasons to think that the Fedora era at UNC could be coming to a close. Uh, Buck Sanders had his column on the Tarpit Premium Message Board that was excellent, really summed everything up, I thought, in a concise, uh, very measured way. So you're the Inside Carolina recruiting expert here, and I kind of want to just talk about what happens when a program does decide to move on from a current head coach and how that could impact um, their recruiting class. So, you know, go ahead and start us out with just kind of a general thing. If, if a program, you know, goes ahead and says, we're going to make a change and a new coach is coming in, what have you seen kind of the impact of that be on a recruiting class uh, just 
as a you know bird's eye view in general well i've been i guess you and um i've been inside carolina's uh football recruiting analyst for I think it's 15 years now and so I've actually seen two coaching changes previously uh, when I started early on um, John Bunning was uh, was let go and then also we had that uh, Everett Withers year which was basically kind of I guess just a holdover while UNC transitioned from Butch Davis to eventually Larry Fedora um, but Neither one of those situations really had to deal with the early signing period. And that's something that will definitely play a factor for if we're going to concede that that Fedora's time is done, that's going to play a factor. So, you know, the, this recruiting class is going to probably be one of the last things on the mind of Bubba Cunningham and those that make this decision. But hypothetically if if it were one of the factors that they're considering the best thing that they could do is the sooner you make the move the better now clearly there are a lot more factors involved in this that are going to factor in the timing and everything like that that we you and i john are not going to go into for obvious reasons that's something that you know i'm I'm sure you would much rather talk to greg barnes about when it comes to the money and it comes to all that other stuff um but the, the sooner the better. And the reason being is that a lot of these kids who are committed to UNC and, and kids who are considering con- committing to UNC or are considering North Carolina, um, they want to make their decisions, at least if we just look at last year as the first example, because that's the only example we have of the early, early signing period. Um, they're they're going to want to make their decisions you know, by sometime in December, which doesn't give a whole lot of uh, time for a new coach, especially considering – what has happened in the past is you usually kind of wait until, you know, the last game of the season or maybe right before the, the, the last, uh, right before the season ends to make a move. Um, you look at a situation like, um, you know, we talked about a little bit last year with the early signing period of Florida State. Uh, they kind of, um, I don't want to say it was unexpected, but it wasn't as expected as some of the other moves with uh, Jimbo Fisher leaving for Texas A&M. And it actually, Florida State's, um, team ranking right, uh, right around that December signing period, it really kind of plummeted. And there were a lot of schools that really benefited from the fact that, that um, I'm trying to remember the timeline. If Willie Taggart was hired at the time or not, I don't think he, I think he might've just been hired and that was what caused the problem. But, you know, UNC benefited from that with, with Antoine green. He was a guy who felt like, and he actually didn't even sign in December. You know, he held off on signing December um, and wait until February, but it still wasn't enough time for him to develop a strong enough bond with Florida State's new coaches. And UNC was able to kind of swoop in and, and essentially steal him away and sign him on signing day. So um, we have a very small sample size and, and very few examples to look at, but the early signing period is something that's going to play a factor in this. And there's going to be guys who, without the early signing period a, a few years ago, would have been available to UNC and UNC would, would have been able to kind of to sign, you know, kind of pull out from other guy from other schools. Now those guys aren't going to be available. And so uh, UNC is really going to have a patchwork uh, commitment list if they don't make a move as soon as possible, if that's the, 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 the move that they intend on making. So that point was actually brought up by Jason Staples in the podcast he did 
with Buck Sanders and Tommy Ashley that, you know, there could be an impact on UNC's short-term recruiting, which um, you mentioned on, and I actually want to get into that a little bit more in detail later on. But Jason made the point that if UNC is looking to hire a coach, they have to look beyond this one recruiting cycle. And I do agree with that. What would you say as far as as that goes? I I agree 100%. You can't, um, you know, especially with a new coach coming in, he's going to receive some uh, leeway as far as how long it's going to take him to get things rolling. Now, he's, it's not like, 10, 15, 20 years ago where they're going to get, you know, four or five years, but he's going to get a lot more. He's going to, he's, he, I don't think anyone's going to expect him to immediately field a team that's going to com- compete for ACC championships within the, within the next two, you know, two years or so. So, yeah. so it's okay to have that, you know, for lack of a better term, crappy first um, class, you know, um, but they're going to, but everyone's going to expect some, um, you know, some success with that first full class, meaning not the 2019 class, the 2020 class. And that's really where you expect a, uh, a new coach impact to, to, uh, to be felt. But I agree a hundred percent. You can't really look at this. I mean, regardless of what they do. And I, I know I went that whole long spiel about the, um, you know, the sooner, the better, you know, really, no matter when you do it, it's you're still going to be behind the eight ball with um, with this class, and it's already a class that if you look at my most recent mock class, which I know I haven't been doing great this year with the mock classes, <laughs> but if you look at it, I think, and, and I'm going off the top of my head, if when I did the um, the class calculator and then compared the points to the prior year, just where UNC would fall. And I believe it was like 66. So it's not a great class. It's not projected to be a great class. Um, so you might as well just kind of cut your losses and, and just uh, and just move on. Well, that's actually the point I wanted to get into. But before we do that, let's talk about something that we both will enjoy better than the current subject today, which is Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. So if you need a quick, easy, and delicious lunch or an easy tailgate option for your friends and family, I'm here to tell you that Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill is your place to go. Charlie, Clinton, Griffin are our guys at Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. They're all UNC fans and local residents who love the heels. They have partnered with Inside Carolina to offer a great deal for the Inside Carolina podcast listeners. Right now, Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill is offering our listeners 15% off of their order with the code HEELS15. This is an online promotion only, so you can go to jerseymikes.com backslash order and click on the locations nearest to you. Select one of the four Chapel Hill locations. Click order, pick your favorite sub, and at checkout, enter HEELS15 and get 15% off of your whole order. So think about this. You are coming into Chapel Hill for a game with the family or with a group of friends. You place your order online ahead of time. Stop at one of those Jersey Mike's locations. Walk in, grab your subs. It's a great option for tailgating, and it is so easy. You have to skip the line, head straight to the register, grab your food, and you're on your way to the game. Do it today. Place that online order at one of, of those locations. There are three in Chapel Hill on Elliott Road off of MLK right off of I-40 and at Falcon Bridge Shopping Center on 54, and there's also one in Hillsboro off of exit 261 of I-40. 
There's no denying that Jersey Mike subs are delicious, so take advantage of this deal and support the IC podcast. All right, Don, so let's get back to the actual recruiting class because that was the point I wanted to you know, discuss a little bit more in detail is this class, by all accounts, is shaping up to not be a great one. Now, UNC could get some positive news uh, when uh, four-star uh, – excuse me – now, UNC could get, could get some positive news if four-star uh, cornerback Tony Davis does select the heels that he pushed his announcement date back. Um, but it looks like UNC still is in pretty good position for him. But overall, this looks like a class that is going to be by far the worst of the Larry Fedora era and one of the weakest that UNC has had potentially historically. So... I do think that this is a class that if UNC had to kind of quote unquote punt on it kind of at this point, it is what it is. The flip side of that though, Dom, do you think that if UNC is able to bring in a brand new coach hypothetically early, do you see any way that that could actually provide a boost to this class or, you know, are the things against a potential future coach like the early signing day kids committing so early on in the process. Now, do you think that, that there's just too much working against whoever that could be? I think there's going to be a boost, but I think that the early signing period is going to work against whoever comes in that um, it's, it's not going to be, it's not like, UNC is not going to have a top 25 class. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And it's because of the early signing period. And this is, you know, when we, when we've always talked about the early signing periods and, and, um, and all that, I've always said that there's going to be unintended consequences that nobody is, is factoring into these things. They, they want to make it easier. They want, you know, and, and ultimately what they did was they sped up and already a process is already moving at, at warp speed and really, you know, I think in years past, without the the early signing period, when you change the coach, now there's there's a couple of different, I guess, schools. Like we mentioned, Florida State, they're they're a school that can easily rebound because of it's a football school. It's it's a, a school that won the national championship not too long ago. They've won plenty of national championships in their history, in recent history. So they're able to rebound. I think schools like North Carolina, which aren't on the level of Florida state traditionally in football or recent tradition in football, this first signing class is really going to kind of put North Carolina behind. And then really, you know, the next signing class is going to definitely be better. The 2020 class is definitely going to be better. But while North Carolina is trying to finalize and fill up the 2019 class, mostly in the months of December and January, a lot of the other schools who have their, commitment list basically full and if you remember last january there were some schools like like virginia tech for example i think the only recruit that they were pursuing at that point was dax holyfield which obviously north carolina was uh, was recruiting like a half dozen guys so um you know in hindsight it it should have been obvious that uh virginia tech was going to win that battle when they were able to to use all the resources on dax but anyway um, I'm getting a little bit off track now, but what what uh, what happened in January is there was a lot of junior and underclassmen recruiting. So while the new staff and while whoever it is that gets hired, if he gets hired, um, has to to uh, hire staff, 
has to keep the current commits committed, has to find newer commits. If this coach was at a was a head coach at another school, maybe wants to kind of persuade some of those guys. During all of that happening, he's not going to be able to spend as much time on the 2019 class as uh, some of his uh, competition. And, and that's going to put him behind with the 2020 class. So, again, he'll have plenty of time to rebound, but it's going to be a lot harder than it would have been in years past without that early signing period. And even if, if a class does potentially get a boost, like you said, Don, I'm guessing that that boost, it's like you said, it's not going to be a top 25. I mean, it's going to be something, but probably Heels fans should not expect that to like completely change the for- the fortunes of the 2019 class. I'm assuming that's that would probably be more realistic, right? Correct. I think what you'll see is you'll see a guy who, and it's so hard to, because we're speaking with so many hypotheticals, because we, I know that everyone feels like it's a foregone conclusion, but we don't know with 100% certainty that Fedora is going to be fired or not. But uh, and we don't know who would replace him if he needs to be replaced. And if this person is a, a head coach at you know a um, a group of five school, he might have a commit or two that's currently committed to his school that he really, really, really likes and would love to come to North Carolina. Those sort of guys could pro- provide a boost. Now, if it's a coordinator or um, a position coach at a power five school, maybe there was a couple of recruits that, that he recruited to his current school that he has a very, very strong relationship with strong enough to where he can uh, talk that those recruits or, or that recruit into following him to North Carolina. Those are the type of boosts that we could see. But I just don't think the numbers would be strong enough to provide, uh, or uh, let me just say it, uh, um, the numbers so far with, with schools that have, have been in similar situations have not been strong enough to provide uh, a significant, you know, bump to uh, you know turn a mediocre class to a top twenty-five class. Gotcha. And then, what about potential losses from this recruiting class? Do you see, you know, UNC potentially losing some of their? maybe higher profiled, uh, you know, highly ranked guys from their current 2019 crop. I mean, we talked about Tony Davis uh, just a little while ago. And like I said, I mean, right now, looks like UNC could potentially land him. They're in a great spot. But if there is that coaching change, do you think that that could actually adverse of, uh, adversely affect the class? I think with Tony Davis in particular, if there is some sort of talk or if there is actually – Coach Fedora's let go prior to his announcement. I think that that's going to affect the announcement in some shape or form, whether it's he postpones the announcement to see what happens with North Carolina or whether he um, decides, hey, I'm, I'm just I don't want to deal with that situation. Let me go where I'm comfortable. Um, you know, because one of the things I'm hearing, I, I'm hearing a lot of different things. I, I've talked to people close to him who have said you know, he's locked in North Carolina. Then I talked to some other people. Um, who say that you know Duke's back in the picture and, and that that's the school that his mom wants. So so that's not as much of a lock as once as once as I once believed. So I think that if um, if things start to con- if if things continue to trend the way they're trending, then um, I think really you know UNC can be really 
in big trouble when it comes to Tony Davis. As far as the current commits, it's all going to depend on what happens, what coaches are retained. There are a good number of uh, commits who I believe truly just love the school. Guys like Drew Little and, and Coleman Reich and um, uh, Braden Harrington, um, guys like that. I think regardless of who's the head coach, they're going to be Tar Heels. And then there's going to be some guys like, you know, maybe maybe a Josh Henderson, um, who he has a very strong relationship with uh, uh, Chad Scott. And if Chad Scott is let go, then that's going to make things difficult to hold him on um, within this class. Um, um, awesome Richards, who just recently committed, um, it's going to be interesting to see just what happens if Coach Cap is is not retained by by the potentially new head coach. So, um, you know, it, it's just really going to depend on what happens. There's so many variables that we're dealing with. But I do think that there is a good number of guys who will stick with it. Um, and uh, so, so whoever does come in, if someone does come in, they'll have a basis to kind of work off of. All right, let's take a quick moment to talk about a way to go travel. They are your easy, simple, and better way to travel to UNC football or basketball road games. And if you've ever wanted to go to those, well, now is your chance. Heels Travel is partnered with Inside Carolina to provide that easy and simple travel for select UNC away games. Chuck Joyce, the president of A Way to Go Travel, is a Greensboro native and diehard Carolina fan. He wanted to find a better, easier, and more efficient way to get fans to away games. So right now, Heels Travel is selling packages to get you to the Virginia game in Charlottesville on October 27th. This is a one-day bus trip from Chapel Hill. The leaves should be changing. It's a great chance to check out a great time and cheer on the heels. It makes the process to get to the game easy. You ride with other diehard UNC fans, and you don't have to worry about parking or even having to drive. It's a win-win for you. You can visit heelstravel.com now or call 336-855-0060 to book. Also, right now, Heels Travel is selling packages for the UNC basketball games in Las Vegas over Thanksgiving weekend. There's no better way to spend the holidays than watching the Heels play two games in the desert and enjoying everything Las Vegas has to offer. Now, that package includes a round-trip airfare from RDU, round-trip transportation from the airport to the hotel, and a three-night stay at the Aria Resort and Casino. So, again, you can visit HeelsTravel.com now or call 336-855-0060 to book. All right, Don, let's get back to the recruiting. And, you know, let's kind of start wrapping this thing up here. So we've talked a lot about all the hypotheticals. And <laughs> like you said, Don, I mean, it's, you know, we're having to put a ton of qualifiers in here because while fan angst is very high, we just don't know what's going to happen. So in on the recruiting front as a whole, you know, what do you kind of expect UNC fans can anticipate in terms of hearing from recruits? Like, are we going to start seeing stories pop off about um, current UNC commits being hounded by opposing coaching staffs? Are kids going to be kind of hesitant to take visits officially or unofficially to Chapel Hill? Or do you think it's going to be business as usual until if something does happen with Coach Larry Fedora? I think... Right now is business as usual, but I think that the the worse that this gets and the more that the talk uh, because right now I feel like the talk is is within the UNC community because um, the, the recruits that I talk to, the ones that um, I guess are more aware of okay this is this is 
probably going to happen or this may very very likely happen are the ones that are closest to closest proximity wise where they actually physically live to the program some of the out-of-state guys they're oblivious to what's going on. I mean, they're, they they watch the games or they're aware of the scores. They know North Carolina is 0-2, but I don't think that they have realized that this is uh, potentially going to cost uh, Coach Fedora his job. Now, obviously, you know, either with each passing game, if, if UNC continues to lose, that's uh, that's obviously going to become they're, – they're going to become more aware of it. People are going to be talk, people around them, um, coaches who have recruited them are going to make sure that they're aware of it. And so then I think it becomes a little bit of a you know, questioning and, and lots of questions for the coaches. I think you'll still probably see visits, you know, um, but I think it we really have to see how things kind of start to transpire on the football field the next couple of weeks to see you know where things go. I mean, if, if it goes the way everyone expects it to go, then, yeah, I think that some some recruits might be like, all right, I don't know if I want to visit there right now. I think I want to wait to see what happens. I mean, there's no point in me visiting with with uh, a bunch of coaches who might not even be there. So let me wait to see if if they hold on to their jobs. So um, so yeah, I think you're going to see some stuff. I think you're going to see it's going to be it's going to feel quiet um, out there uh, because of all of that as uh, recruits you take a wait and see approach. With uh, with UNC, I, I I do have a question for you, John. Um, you being the pulse of the fan, um, you know what's what's your feeling as far as you know decisions and and everything. I mean, what would you like to have happen to I guess uh, both satisfy having you know a as good of a recruiting class as possible, but also set up the program for uh, long term success. So I think that it does, if a decision is going to be made about Larry Fedora and he is no longer going to be the coach of the heels, I think you hit the nail on the head, Don, where you said it has to be done early. Um, and we've kind of seen that on the message board. I mean, um, that was kind of, I felt maybe a between the lines thing in Buck's column is that if the time has come to move on from Coach Fedora, that decision needs to be made and all parties involved need to go ahead and get that process started now. I just think that as the fan base goes, I really don't see them as, you know, kind of trusting in Coach Fedora right now. And I think this recruiting class compounds that because it's a situation where if a coach is, you know, not having success in the field, but they are really crushing it on the recruiting, at least there's a positive to be sold there to the fans. But when you have UNC from the tail end of last year where there was an excellent re- recruiting class going into this season where UNC just lost to a terrible football team this year in ECU. So, that, I mean, that puts into perspective how bad the heels are right now because ECU is, is just not a good team. I mean, full stop, they're not. And they embarrass the heels and the recruiting is not where it needs to be. And I think, that that's not an unfair thing to say. I mean, UNC traditionally recruits in that 25 to 35 range with some outliers, but you know, you said it yourself, Don, that with your mock class, uh, the most recent one, if that does end up being the class, it's only going to be in the sixties. And that's just not going to be something that I think heels fans would tolerate in the, in the modern era where, 
college football is cutthroat and it really is. So I just think that, you know, the UNC athletic program needs to go ahead and make a decision sooner rather than later, get it out there. And at the end of the day, you said it, Jason said it. If this recruiting class itself does have to suffer, I think fans would accept that in order to look forward to potential future success. So we will see what happens. Um, I guess, Don, that about wraps it up. Did Was there anything else that, that you wanted to, to, to touch on today? Any um, interesting non-potential you know potential head coaching change tidbits that you wanted to drop on the listeners of the, of the IC podcast? Uh, not really. I mean, we, we spoke about the fact that you know, North Carolina is expecting a big big group of, of recruits for Saturday, but that's really, you know, as we talked about, I mean, the, the weather is, is going to factor in with that. I mean, I, I was watching the the weather this morning and it just seems like a foregone conclusion that, that uh, you know, the triangle area is going to get hit with it. And it's just going to be yet another blow to this class because uh, of the, the great um, turnout that was expected is now if the game is played, I mean, I can't imagine, I would imagine that most of those guys don't make it. I think the best, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it kind of sounds strange for me to, you know, to say, but the best news could be for North Carolina is this game gets canceled and uh, they kind of just uh, get an extra week to prepare for 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 Pitt and, and maybe try to get those uh, recruits to come for Pitt instead. Yeah, and if they do open up the home slate against the Pittsburgh Panthers, that's an ACC game. Who knows? Maybe there's a little bit more fan enthusiasm about that game. Um, but before we actually sign off, Don, Inside Carolina has another giveaway for fans. And, Don, I know that this is going to be one that you're going to be interested in. But as Uh-oh. I see staff, you is it cannot cookies? enter it. It's not cookies. It's actually um. better than that. Oh boy. Listeners of the Inside Carolina podcast have the opportunity to win two tickets to the UNC football game against UCF, and you will be sitting beside Inside Carolina's very own Buck Sanders. Oh my goodness. I know. You know oh, I gotta I gotta I gotta jump in here now. All right, because uh-huh. when you said tickets, I was like, uh, you know, I go to all the UNC home games, you know, it's not a not a big deal for me. But then you said Buck Sanders. Sit next to Buck Sanders. So um, I'm going to have to come up with some sort of uh, fake identity to <laughs> to try to win these tickets and rig, rig the system. Well, and not only that, but you're actually very close to uh, it, to Tommy Ashley as well. So, you know, for, for uh, UNC. Look, look all right, uh, there's no comparison between Tommy and Buck. I oh. mean, Buck all day, <laughs> all right? Nice. I'm going to tell them that you said that. Um, <laughs> but for everyone listening in, it is a, a, a giveaway that Inside Carolina is doing for our s- subscribers. Just just to say thank you for supporting Inside Carolina throughout all these years. To be entered into the drawing for these tickets, all that you have to do is go on the Tar Pit Premium Message Board or the Tar Pit Message Board on InsideCarolina.com. Enter 2018. The entry form should be pinned atop both of those boards. You click on the link, you enter 2018, and then you will be entered into the random drawing to get those tickets. They are not only in close proximity to Tommy Ashley and right next to Buck Sanders, but they are very near the 50-yard line in the upper bowl under the overhang. So if the UNC does have a football game this Saturday, and if the weather is terrible, you will at least be dry. So there's two very overhang big positives. Is huge. 
huge yeah. deal for uh, Saturday if the game is played. Oh yeah, absolutely. So again, go on InsideCarolina.com, head over to the uh, to the Tar Pit message boards, enter 2018 into the entry form, and see if you are the lucky winner. Um, Don, I think that'll go ahead and wrap us up, buddy. We'll touch base next week, and depending what happens on Saturday or not, we could either have a lot of news to talk about on the recruiting front, or uh, we could have basically nothing. So we'll see. All right. Sounds great. Thanks for listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie.